All right, excited to be here at the Career Pro Inc. podcast. We're talking with Linda Reyes, and we're gonna. She is gonna push me to go a little bit further and more in depth on a lot of these quote articles that I do for Forbes Coaches Council. I've been involved in I don't know how many, like hundreds, <laughs> really a lot, but. Sometimes you just get the cleaned up quote. You don't get any context. We don't talk about it. We put it out there. They're nice. They're interesting. Forbes colleagues comment. But I'd like to get a little bit more in depth what I was thinking, maybe give some more life to it. This will go kind of quick, but I thought we'd put a little life to some of these quotes and, and talk a little bit about the subject at hand, the title of the article, and then maybe a little bit of my quote. So Linda, take it away. Yeah, so John, you recently uh, had shared your uh, comment on the article, Seven Tips to Help Aspiring Professional Coaches Find Their Career Path. And your comment was on here to help them, your suggestion was create a brand around their personal strengths. You suggested that this happens to you on a number of occasions as you have coached the coaches many times. Can you so, give your insights? Yes, thank you. Uh, you know, this is really cool because, as you know, we now have people that come to us who are changing careers. Maybe on a side note, they're starting to build a little bit of coaching into their practice at work, or they're doing it, sometimes they work with us. Our clients, you know, our alumni sometimes come back, which is really cool. And if we get a larger coaching assignment for leadership development, or even with our current our career clients and with and within the recruiting field too we're often asked to help improve things so we get to do that so i think uh, remind me what i said again and then i've got a couple tips on that one and then we'll move to number two so pretty much you know we're talking about i think the concept really though linda is creating a brand around the coaching so i think even if you're going to do this on the side and you haven't really done it a lot but you aspire to be a coach or you want to add that piece. Certainly, I think there's some great certifications, and I want to go into all those that you can grab and get. But also, it, it's never too early to start creating content. Like, do a podcast on some of the things that you've learned. Um, a number of our clients, I get them writing articles and publishing. I can think of, you know, Gerard, and I can think of uh, Matthew and, and others who have now created uh, Jim, others who have really created their own little stylistic, whether they're hosting a podcast, they're, they're uh, writing articles, they're publishing, they're getting quoted in articles, they're on some kind of a board where they're we're able to talk about what they're passionate about in the coaching area. And it's never too early to start that. Like, I think people should start creating content like nearly right away. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to author this book before I start my coaching business. Like, I think that's almost too early. Like, start doing some coaching and then maybe, you know, add to a book, help edit a book, contribute to a book, contribute to an article, contribute to a podcast. So definitely, Coaches early on should create content just because that's the way of the world. You're expected to do it. You will be expected to uh, give talks, but record those talks. Yes, give, and you said yeah, definitely target it towards the audience, the audience that they're wanting. Absolutely. And so if you're a coach and you say, you, you know, I have a lot of people who are like, well, I'll coach anyone. I'm like, yeah, okay. Usually there's some strengths that you have around a certain kind of person. So in other words... Coaches should really start thinking about their 
their focus or their demographic. You can always change and get wider, but I say early on go narrow. So for example, one of my clients now coaches people who are in their retirement years on options and ideas related to their work life and so on. I have others who are very focused on just their teams at work who do certain things, software development or whatever. Like, go narrow to go if you want to go wider. Don't just say, I'm going to coach anyone. Mistake. Believe me, I've made it. Others have made it. You have some strength areas. You have credibility in certain areas. Start, it could be CFOs. Like I just, one of my clients is now coaching, is going to help coach a CFO. She's been a CFO. She's going to be great. That's where she should start. Oh, I have a desire to just get out of that group and coach others. Start there. Start narrow to go wide. Next article. Yeah, so the next article that uh, you recently had uh, been a part of was 11 Tips to Help Business Build Leaders strong, Stronger Business Relationships. All right, what the heck did I say? You had said that... Because you got to get what I said, because I can't remember business, all these yes. things that I said. All right, go ahead. <laughs> understand that business relationships are tied to money. And you said in the business world, your relationships are tied to performance and money alike. That does not have to uh, be a bad thing at all. That you've learned that the hard, you've learned that the hard way um, many times. Uh huh. Well, let me start there and talk about that because that that one's a really good one, uh, and and is absolutely the truth. I know that. I think I came into the biz, the old business world saying, you know, is is all about relationships and and about. Uh, that and, and the transaction part of it was just so secondary, I almost put it off the table. So this article in Forbes is called 11 Tips to Help Leaders Build Strong Business Relationships. I mean, here it is. I mean, I have to learn this over and over again because I think the right way to deal with people is put the relationship first and, and money much you know, down the line or not as the most important thing. And, but at the same time, you have to realize whatever engagement you're in, there's got, you've got to at least, least think through if someone's investing in you or hiring you as a coach or hiring you to help do recruiting or hiring you to do leadership development or hiring you to do whatever you do, it's because they, there's some kind of business transaction involved. One of the top HR leaders, I think he was with... Uh, one of the biggest Coca-Cola companies out there. It might have been Coca-Cola Consolidated or something, I believe. I remember him saying about 10 years ago to a big HR group, he said, hey, HR people, listen up. And he was a big VP of HR himself. He said, you're either driving revenue or reducing costs. That's your value. And I was like, well, that's kind of cold. And we had some dirty looks at the table with all these HR friends of mine about what he was saying. But as he went into it, he was like, look, never get out of the mindset that you're running a business and the business has to survive and thrive. Ethical businesses can do things ethically, but it's still tied to contracts. Like as much, you know, even here at what we do, we believe in what we do, we love what we do, but at the same time, it's hard to have choices if you're not growing the enterprise in any way to maybe do greater things. So you, and, and 
and realize if someone's hiring you, they're in the back of their mind. It might be because of the relationship and the, you know, just the charisma and the, you just feel the attraction to this company and this purpose and this person and whatever. But also say to yourself, hey, what are they going to get out of it? What's the monetary value of the relationship? Not to make it the most important thing, but say, because I'll sometimes say to people, hey, I want this program to have a strong return on investment for you. A lot of times that can be measured in money, and I think that's one way you ought to measure it. It can be measured in many other areas, too. When someone says, hey, we've, you've given me not only a chance to do X and X and delivered on your promise for ROI, but the relationship with you and the hope that you've given me, all those intangibles absolutely matter. But do tie these things to money. Don't fool yourself, but don't make it the most important thing like that's why you're with them. It's just money, 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 because that will get your priorities out of whack too. But I think if you're a giving-hearted person, you have to understand the transactional value and the positives of thinking about bottom line like a CFO perhaps would or a salesperson who's a pure salesperson would. All right, thank you, Linda. What do we have next on the agenda? Should we do one more to make everybody happy now that we talked about money, money, money? What do you think we uh, ought to talk about? Yeah, um, let, let's see. Uh, leaving your job to start a business. All right. What did I say in that? Your tip was shadow a successful entrepreneur. You said that. Well, let's, um, let me doing... start with that. Let me okay. start with that because I know, I'm sure I know what I said. I'm going to have you okay. read what I said in okay. a second. But. I can think of just no better way to do that. And, and when I mean shadow, like if they will let you live with them, live with them. I've had <laughs> friends and clients who have gone out, and I'm not saying you can always do this. They lived at or near the business and stayed at a business to watch how it was run for a month. Like, let's say they lived in North Carolina. They would, they've, I've known people that fly out to California and said, I'm going to basically want to live in your business. I'm going to work for free. Like, I mean, shadow. <laughs> and, you know, how many people do that? Oh, not that many. You know, that's kind of a hassle. Wouldn't it be a burden? Okay, maybe you can't. Maybe that's sort of gets into stalking and not just shadowing. But if you can, go live with them. Go work your tail off. Go, it's like a, it could be the best internship you ever, you've ever done. But I would, I think if it's a similar close-knit business, how much will you learn? Like, if you're going to go work with, Chef Ramsay or something, uh, go live with them. Go th be involved with the you know the tirades and the business and the late nights and the, all the little silly things it takes to run a business or to start a new restaurant or whatever it is. I mean that's going to give you more training than anything. So d definitely, I would say shadow. Okay, what did I actually say in the actual quote from Forbes? Do you have that right in front of you? Just read it. Yeah, you did. Um, say uh, doing uh, what you do basically when you um, are like doing an intern for a, your last year of college. So successful uh, shadow a successful entrepreneur if they will let you. You will get the reality check slash punch in the gut you need right before you jump into the risk. 
<laughs> there you go. All right. When the punch in the gut means you might find some things that you don't like about this business. You might find some really inconvenient things that you thought, wow, this is going to make me money. This is going to be a good thing. This is going to be fun. You're seeing all the upside. The punch in the gut may be, you know, the late nights, the book work. You may, you, you may say, you know, one of my clients said, you know, I need it. I, now I know I need an accountant. Now after shadowing. Now I know I need a bookkeeper. Now I know I need someone in sales because, you know, that part depletes the heck out of me. I'm more operations. I can keep the thing going. But the sales part, I'm going to need help there, even though I know how to close some deals and I could be a part of it, but I don't need to be the main part. So it might reveal things. A punch in the gut doesn't mean you can't recover from it. It means that you could you can recover, but you get to know something firsthand. So those are, I'm glad you kind of threw those out at me and we didn't have this like planned out as to what you were going to ask me. You're looking, looking through some of these articles and some of the things, but I'm glad to give context to some of the quotes that I said in there and I hope that helps some people. Thanks, Linda. You're welcome.